Welcome to Sell Me Something Good, the podcast where we teach you how to make good money and feel good doing it. We'll talk about squirm-free sales tactics, launching and scaling. We're also going to talk with good people with businesses doing very good things in this world. Every week, you'll walk away with real sales strategies you can use in your business right away. This is Angela Greaser. And this is Melissa Camilleri. Grab your favorite notebook and pen. It's time to sell me something good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel I can do no wrong And I gotta say yeah It makes me feel good Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Sell Me Something Good. One of the things we would love to do every episode is kick us off before we dive into content or our amazing guests that we're going to be speaking to. Let's start off with something good. Melissa. Tell me something good. Okay. So of course, when you ask me this question, the very first thing I think about is, um, good food that I've eaten because it's, I'm always thinking about that. So the other day, um, Nick, sometimes we do this, like when we're working, Nick is my husband, we'll be working in separate rooms in the house, you know, and, um, he'll send me pictures on Instagram of like the restaurants, like what their daily specials are so we can get them. And there was this like beautiful pasta dish that had summer corn in it. And that is like, I'm still thinking about it right now. Um, and he went and got takeout for us for dinner. And it oh. was so nice. Cause I didn't have to cook. It's so hot here in Sacramento where we live. And it just was like this beautiful summery meal. So that was my something. That's the first thing that I've thought about. I want to know something good for you. It's my 15th wedding anniversary. Yeah. 15 years. I, that is very good. 15 years. You're not old. You were clearly a child bride. I was young. I would, how old was I? 21? I think I was 21. So young. Yeah. And look at you guys, you have a wonderful, beautiful marriage. It keeps getting better. It, legitimately keeps getting better. We are better friends now than we were when we first met back in college and we just keep having more fun. It's awesome. And now we have these two kids. We never thought we'd have kids. I was not the type of person who grew up like, oh my gosh, I need to be a mom. I need to, you know. Really? I did not know that about you. Oh no. I did not want kids. Dan did not want kids. You are kidding me right now. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. No. And we didn't have kids until eight years into our marriage. It was actually when Dan's mom died that we were like, you know, life is limited and we should be putting our mark in the world. And what a better way to do that than by raising some amazing kids, which we're doing and we love Uh, them. And now we can't imagine not having, you know, having not had gone on that journey together and yeah. I love you. I love your family so, so much. And this to me is like, you can hear that that's like just such a core part of your value system. I think that's why we get along because like your priorities are always straight in your business, which you own with your husband. Yeah. These are co-owners and work together. Your marriage and your family is always coming first. And, and that really does shape how you approach business. And I love that about you. And I think that that's why, um, we have a, such a deep friendship because our, I think our values align in that way, but you're, I always just feel like your priorities are straight. And so, um, that's like what Nick and I try and do. It's like family comes first and you can also have a wildly successful business 
that shapes around your life. And so I'm really excited for today's episode. I, that was like a very unplanned, excellent segue. That was a very good segue. See, that was great. Uh, We're so professional. This week, what we have actually planned to talk about just giving some background on like, what has your business journey been? All of the things that you've learned along the way to bring into how your business operates now. Like tell us from the very beginning. Like Melissa, my background is education. So went to school, got a degree in early childhood um, and elementary education. And I ended up working for a nonprofit in like suburban Philadelphia, area. Mm-hmm. And we were helping low-income high school students get scholarships, help them with their application, get, you know, that that secondary education where they could get a degree and come back and and make an impact on their community. And it was awesome. It was great. And I don't know how I didn't know that piece. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I've only heard from the preschool part on. Oh, I have a history before that. Yeah. That's like exactly coincided for what, what I was doing. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that later, but yes, okay. But keep going. It you was are called, full of surprises. I am full of surprises today. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and again, I'm doing this, working with high school students, working in kind of the back end in the office and the marketing and things like that. And I, there, there kept being needs, right? Cause you're in nonprofit. You don't have unlimited budget. You just have to do it. And so I, on the job, taught myself Photoshop and Dreamweaver and InDesign. So I started teaching myself all of these different tools to help with the marketing for the organization. A few years went by and then an opportunity opened up for me to get closer to where my degree was aligned, closer Mm -hmm. to working directly with children. Um, I was an assistant director for an early childhood center and then later promoted to a director. And again, same story. (laughs) It's education. You don't have a lot of money. You have to figure things out on the job. And so I had this really solid education foundation. Some of my little, you know, things that I had learned in the back end of running a nonprofit. And then all of a sudden I'm a director of this early learning center where I'm in this role in charge of enrollment, in charge of education, managing staff, managing parent relationships, all of these things. And it was great. I was working really, really hard. I was learning a lot of new skills and it was such an incredible growth opportunity for me. So again, fast forward a couple of years and that's when Dan and I were like, Hey, it's time. Let's have some kids. And I'm like, Oh man, this is the best career ever because we had in our school, we had infants all the way up through sixth grade. So I could take my baby to work with me. And I'm like, yeah, Oh my goodness. Yes. Free childcare. Because as a director, you would get free childcare. And this is um, still in Philadelphia. This is farther out from Phil. It's still the Philadelphia area, but this but was actually, suburbs. yeah, this was actually closer to like the Amish, like Lancaster oh. area. <laughs> um, we had, you know, horse and buggy parking in our parking lot. Um, it was still big though. It was like 250 kids. And a mix of the city and the Amish. Yeah. <laughs> Believe so it or not. Cool. So it was cool. really cool. It was, it was such a great center. I loved it. I loved the people. I loved the work. It was exhausting though. And I had, I got to the point after our first Ellie was born where I was working so hard and I was at the center, you know, 60 plus hours a week. And which means she's at the center because Dan's working as well. So she's at the center with me. 
And it just felt like so much. And I didn't know what the next step was because growing up, I was taught the traditional American way of you graduate high school, you get a degree, you get a job and you stay in that job forever, uh, you know, because that's what you do. And leaving a job is instability and leaving a job or changing career paths mean you kind of don't have your act together. You know, it's not, it, it's, it's frowned upon, right? Like you want stability for you and your family. So I kind of had, it wasn't an, it really didn't seem like I would want to go. I I never even crossed my mind to go start my own business. And at this point I was, uh, you know, still director, still working really hard, have this baby. And I remember on the way home from work one day, needing to stop at Walmart and I'm in line at Walmart. And we all know how the lines are at Walmart really, really long. And this lady turns around and starts talking to me and I'm a friend. I'm, I'm a pretty friendly person. I'm exhausted, (laughs) but you know, I try to be, I try to be friendly. Um, and she turns around and she's, we're just talking about life and weather and all the things you talk about with random people. Um, and she starts telling me about her business and she says, Oh, I am, you know, I'm a paralegal at this law firm and, or I was a paralegal and now I'm the office manager and we're switching to this digital filing system and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm so overwhelmed and everybody's stressed out and I don't know, I don't, I don't know the best way to do this. And I, she, so she's going on and on about how frustrated she is. And I say, Oh, I do that all the time. I help. I can, I, I've got you. Like I, I can help, you know, how can I help? And so you just offered to randomly help a stranger in line. Yeah. (laughs) You are so kind. Like it, you couldn't have planned that out. No, you know, no. No. It wasn't like, Ooh, I'm going to go look for somebody at Walmart. I'm going to go stock those lines in Walmart. Me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm so, so interesting to me. Um, and so I just said, Oh yeah, I do that all the time in my work. I totally, I, you know, we have digital files now. I totally get it. It can be, you know, really frustrating, but I can, to- I can absolutely help you. And she goes, Oh, great. What do you charge? No, <laughs> right there in line, right, right there in line. I'm like, charge, wait a second. What did she talk about? A proposal what? for you, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And at that time, the word proposal and what do you charge? Those were not words in my vocabulary. No. I was not looking to start a business. I literally just met a lady who was stressed out and I wanted to help her. That's oh. what happened. So my brain is going really, really fast. I'm pretty good at thinking on my feet. So I'm, I'm really glad that I did at that moment. So I'm thinking, okay, this is what I make at the early learning center as the director. This is my hourly rate. I would love to make a little bit more than that. So I'm making up these rates and, and I say, you know, this is, this is my rate essentially. Like this is, I, I charge this much an hour and I can do digital file organization and you can send me what you need and we can get started. And she's like, great. I want to ask a question and you can decline yeah. if you don't want to answer, but <laughs> I want to know how much you quoted her back then. Um, like, what'd you say? Back then, I think it was $20 an hour. Okay. I think that's important actually yeah. to share because I know that there are people listening who are wanting to sell more or to make more or whatever. And to know that like on your feet without any like formal proposal or anything, like you just said, I could do $20 an hour. Yeah. And she's like, okay, great. When can and keep start? in mind that was slightly higher than I was making 
As an early childhood director in charge of 250 kids and families and a staff of 20 and all of the things. Like, I mean, we know that we know this. is grossly underfunded. So yes. that's like, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. And, yeah. and how awesome that you were so brave to be like, well, this is what I make an hour. I'm just going to charge her a little bit more and mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for it. Like it doesn't yeah. have to, you didn't like hem and haw. You didn't go home and say, let me follow up with you. You're just like 20 bucks. Yeah. An hour. Yep. Oh, I love that. It's so courageous. And it probably in the moment you weren't even feeling like this is a very brave thing for me. No, to it was not feeling it. brave. It was feeling slightly confusing. <laughs> and like, what I felt right now? what is going on? What is happening? I felt like I was being pushed, honestly. Like I felt like I was being pushed into something and interesting. I just, I, I have always been a problem solver. And I cannot, if I see a problem or somebody who needs something, I cannot just look away. And that reminds me of Vanilla Ice line. (laughs) If there was a problem, Angela will solve it. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, So we ended up working together. I was able to kind of train her and give her some basic, just Excel. Like I didn't know anything about the software that they were using. I didn't know anything about like, the specifics of running a law firm, but I knew that I could help. And I knew the complexities of the files and the the records and the things that I had to keep. And I knew that if there was anything I didn't know, there's a beautiful wide internet out there that I can Google Google things and I can teach things to myself and I can figure things out. And if there's something that I couldn't figure out, then I would just say, Hey, nope, that's beyond my scope. Meanwhile, this is all happening in the span of like five minutes in like, this is not, this is not this big, long drawn out thing. So that was the beginning. That was the beginning of clients and using the skills that I had been growing and not just from formal education, more from learning on the job and knowing that every day, whether it was my dream job or whether it was just a regular day job that I was doing to pay the bills, I was going to show up as my highest self and that I was going to give everything I could give to whatever that day was bringing. That's what truly looking back, knowing now that it was courage, but gave me the courage to do that and to raise my hand and say, I can solve your problem. I can help you. And that has really been the foundation of the whole journey to working for myself. And I ended up having some more brick and mortar clients and my former director, when I was an assistant director, Stephanie Palmer, she's (laughs) she's one of the most amazing women I know. She was such a mentor to me in the education space. We shared faith together and would pray together at work. And just, it was, she was such an amazing friend and mentor to me and her daughter had just started an online business that was, it was kind of a VA virtual assistant business and then was transitioning into just podcast booking. And again, her, like she saw a need, her name's Jessica Rhodes. She saw a need and she started filling that need in the market and then shifted her business from VA kind of general services to podcast booking. And she hired me for, I had never done podcast booking, but her mom said, Hey, you need to meet Angela. She is, you know, I've worked with her. She works hard. 
heard, you know, talk to her and see if she would be a good fit to help you out with this. So I came on as one of Jess's guest bookers. And that really brought me into the world of podcasts and online businesses and entrepreneurship and and all of that, that a world that I had no idea of none at all. Like you didn't even know it existed. No, you didn't even know that there was a need mm -mm. for what your skill set was. That's my, that's what I'm hearing. So like you had no idea that somebody in the legal space would need digital file organization nope. and spoiler alert. That's like, not what you do now, no. but you just raised your hand. Cause you're like, yeah, I can help with that. Yep. And then it led to you seeing like, oh, there are some transferable skills here. And then when you got introduced to Jessica, then it was like, oh, this is breaking into a whole new industry with all these new people. I don't have to go around looking for another legal firm to hire me look at, I can do, like, I can use these skills that I built in a totally different industry to also help in this way. I just want, I'm just here to help. So if I can, like, turns out I can do that in this industry too. Like that to me is the remarkable thing about you and about most of the people I know who go out on their own. They're like, yeah, I have no idea about this, but I'm willing to figure it out. I'm willing to like take a step into like this messy unknown. I'm, I'm scrappy. I'm going to figure it out. And then you get more confidence as you go and put one foot in front of the other and realize, oh, I could do this over here, or I could develop this skill over there. And you start betting on yourself more. And I know that's like this next piece of your journey. Cause that's kind of when we ended up meeting. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing that, that happened in line at Walmart happened when I was working with Jess is I saw needs in her business and she had things that needed to happen. And from graphics being made to um, different marketing efforts and things like that. And so I just, again, I rose my hand. I was like, Jess, I can totally do that. Let me whip up some graphics for you. Let me write this for you. Let me, let me help you with this. And she said, yes, like, I would love that help. So I helped her, um, ended up, you know, moving more into a director of marketing role for them. I started to make more connections. I started to meet more people and raise my hand more and say, Hey, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. Hey. And I was really leaning more into the marketing graphic design because it was just, it was, it wasn't anything I had formal training in, but it was something I had a knack for and something I could do quickly and efficiently. So I just started doing more and more of it, started getting more clients in the online entrepreneurial space. It was, you know, one step right, right after the other. So the more I started taking on kind of larger contracts and working more with people uh, in the online space, I, again, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I would see problems and so much, so much beyond the, Hey, let's make this graphic prettier or let's update this branding or let's try this. It really, I would see, I would get on calls with people or I'd be working on a contract and I'd be like, Oh, you know what? If we did it this way, it'd be so much more efficient. Oh, if we budgeted things this way, if we restructured the team, And people were like, I don't know who you are, but like, you're really making sense here and started just seeing more and more results for clients. And so that was, again, because I can't, 
I, I couldn't, I can never turn away from a problem. So as I would be more integrated into businesses and they, I would get more opportunities and, and be able to exercise that portion of my brain, this business management operations piece, I started to step more fully into those roles and really started to focus more on operations and strategic growth. It was amazing. It was so great. And we had gotten to a point in our lives, meaning me and Dan and our family, um, we had just had our second baby and Dan was really at a crossroads of, do I go? And he was at that time, um, like an HR corporate consultant. We were at this point where he was like, do I go get another corporate consulting contract? Do I go find another client or do I apply for some jobs and, and do more of the traditional corporate route? And it wasn't exciting. <laughs> just wasn't exciting. And the truth was so much of what I was doing in the online space, I was shoulder tapping him all the time, especially as I moved more into operations. I was like, Oh, how would you handle this? What would you do this? What would you say here? And he would always kind of help me figure out some of the things that I was still learning. It was December and it was snowing out and we had a baby and we had our four-year-old at the time, three or four. No, she was three. She was still three. And they were in bed. Dan and I are sitting, I will never forget this night. We're sitting in the living room, just hanging out. And I look at him and I said, why aren't we doing this together? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, you help people with teams and team management and HR and that kind of consulting. And I help people with tech and strategy and marketing. So if we put our skills together, we could literally help people with all of the operations for their business. And we were like, all the operations, all the ops, business name, done. We're doing this. Let's go build a website. The same night we built a website, <laughs> we made a logo and the next day announced it to the world. Like, Hey, here's this new business. Here we are. Incredible. It, it was, it, it was again, one of those moments that you're like, what are we thinking? We don't know, but we knew we were at such a point where this was the time, like this was the time. And I know everybody's like, oh, but what about health insurance? And what about this? And what about that? But there were, so, in our minds, there were so many people that we knew and loved that were working for themselves that if they can figure it out, we can figure it out. And health insurance- You just have the attitude. Yes. It's like, that's it. It's like, if they can figure it out, I can figure it out. That is literally- I think the thing that propels most of us as entrepreneurs, if we are in it, we, it's like, okay, people who have fewer skills than I have or different skills than I have, have figured it out. Why not me? Exactly. Right? I mean, yep. and I know you and Dan both have that attitude. It's like, well, why not us? We're very smart. We're very loving. We're very good people. We know we can help. We know we can do the things that we're saying that we're doing. Why not us? We're going to figure it out. And Absolutely. It's so amazing. Like your the way that your faith plays into you taking the next scary step to me is inspiring. And what is also really interesting is that the business now that you and Dan have created with all the ops is not like that far of a stretch from what you were doing when you were directing the preschool. It's really not. It's you know, really not. Yeah. Like you were doing all of that stuff, but getting paid 
not nearly as much as you're doing right now. Right. And you're able to do the same thing on your own, make your own hours, be able to homeschool your kids, be able to like take off when you want to go and play at the, at the beach, go to the lake, how, whatever it is that you guys want to do, you're able to do that and work your business around your lifestyle, but you're pretty much doing the same thing that you were doing, but just on a higher level for more money. And yeah. I love that because when you look forward in your life, you can't possibly predict the, the road that the path is going to lead you down, right? Like we, we don't know what's in the future, but now from the point where you are today in this moment, you look backwards and you're like, well, of course that's how it all went. Of course, that's how it had to go. And yeah. look where we are. It's kind of like, it, it totally makes sense based on the skills that we've learned along the way, but there's no way that you could have been standing there at the preschool with your baby on your hip and going, this is what I'm going to build. Like you, right. there was no way you could have no. even seen that. No. Right. No. It's just and, so much faith in the journey. And I, it's so faith inspired by and that. it's not, it's, it's to steal your line and the line of princess Anna. It's, yeah, it's in Frozen. It's, it's, and I will not sing the song right now, but it is literally doing the next right thing and not, and, and making peace with the fact that we don't know what's at the end of the road, but I know I need to take this step and I know I need to show up today for my clients and for my husband and for my kids and for my community. And I'm going to take this next step and I know that the road will eventually lead to where it's meant to go. There are just so many people that I've talked to, that you've talked to, and I'm talking about, I mean, we deal with people all over the spectrum of, you know, the type of income and the type of businesses, whether it's, you know, multiple eight figure business owners and, or, or people who haven't made their first dollar yet. You know, we, we encounter people all the time who refuse to take action until they have a complete and perfect plan. I am not one to say, well, do subpar work and don't, don't give it your all and don't be excellent. And don't, I, I'm not one to say just, you know, don't put your whole heart into it and it'll be fine. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's not about, it's, it's not about everything has to be rough and super duper messy. It's about, I will not let the lack of every single answer stop me from moving forward. Being that, yeah, you have to go. You, You have to, you might not, and you will never be like, spoiler alert, you're never going to be the biggest, most experienced, most knowledgeable expert in your area. You never will. I never will. Melissa never will. We will never be the best. And that should never be our goal. Our goal needs to be, if we are going to have sustainable businesses that we love showing up for, we don't ever have to be the biggest and the best expert. Because we're not in competition with anybody except for ourselves, like who we were yesterday. That's like a mindset that needs to be cultivated, right? Because like, you know, something that my, my mom used to say when we were kids that has always stuck with me is there's always somebody ahead of you and there will always be somebody behind you. Don't worry about where everybody else is. Just stay in your own lane. We can all just like 
wrap that up in a little box and keep that in our pocket forever, that will serve you so well in your business because it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It really doesn't. I'm not here to be the top number one expert on whatever it is that we're doing, podcasting, (laughs) selling. I'm here to be better than I was yesterday. I know that's the same for you. And to, and to be the best, highest versions of ourselves, which you even said earlier on in this episode, like how can we show up as the best versions of ourselves? And also until we get there, not letting that take us out of jumping into the water right now, like knowing that we're going to get there, but only get there by actually doing the thing and not by thinking about doing the thing. Exactly. And, and honestly, the truth is it's not about us. When we put ourselves into the equation of comparing ourselves to other people or needing things to be perfect before we take action or whatever those blocks that we are putting in front of ourselves before we do what we know we're supposed to be doing, we're taking the focus off of what matters. And that is solving the problem for the people around you. That is seeing your client, having empathy for that client and taking action to help them move forward. Because the fact is they need help. And whether it's cupcakes or graphics or whatever it is that that is the problem that you are solving for people, that problem is going to need to get solved. And when you have empathy for your client and when you can look at them and raise your hand and say, I can help you, that is a gift. That is a gift to them. And it's our responsibility to do that. And that's how I have felt as scary as it has been. And I'm telling you, our business is still growing. It's still changing. We might have a complete rebrand coming down the pike. Who knows? Um, We're really right now focusing on, like we still absolutely help businesses with operations and teams and tech setup and workflows, all of those things. But we, where we've really found a niche in the past year or so is seeing the results that we get with strategic growth and leaning into that, leaning into the launch strategy and the sales strategy and those types of things that will help businesses explode and get the revenue that's required to make their business what they want it to be. And if I looked at myself and I said, who am I to do this? Like, I don't, I'm not a salesperson. The fact that we even have a podcast called sell me something good, never in a million years, would I think you and I would be like having a sales podcast. Like it's weird. It's It's actually hilarious. It is. (laughs) But how many, and we haven't told a lot of people, honestly, about this. This has kind of been our secret project, but every person that I've said um, that I've told about this project that Melissa and I are working on has been, this is such a need. This is such a need. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for thinking of this. Totally. I've heard, oh, well, of course you guys are great at sales. But I mean, it's true. You have to, you have to like give yourself credit where credit is due. And like for other people, it makes so much sense. And for us, it's like, oh yeah, I guess we could talk about that. We do know a thing or two about it. It's cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It, it's so exciting. Uh, your, your trajectory and your path to me, like as your friend and watching it from the outside and then like being able to work on some projects together has just been like, I, 
I'm always rooting for you guys. And then to see like how you're stepping into that, it's like, sometimes I, I feel like I'm, I'm sitting in the stands, like just going like, go, go, you guys got this. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) And just being so excited for how you and Dan are growing and like finding your, your next step together, because you guys are just such good humans and deserve all the good things. And like all of our, I'm sure like our listeners too, like we don't know everyone who's listening, but I'm going to take a guess that y'all are very good people and, and resonate with this idea of how can we help and also include ourselves and our families in that vision and, and be taken care of and, and make money to do good things in the world. It's just a, it's a really beautiful thing. The more people that raise their hand and say, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. And I don't know how, what it's going to look like, but I'm just going to do it. And mm-hmm. because then you come alive and you're able to serve and it gives you purpose. And the more satisfied you are with your life, it spills out into the lives of others. And it's just a big, beautiful domino effect and I'm waxing philosophical, but I'm just, I'm very excited for you guys where you're headed and where you are and all the things you've already done. Well, likewise, likewise. And it is amazing how God puts people in your path to help you on the way. Like I remember when we met and there was, I was so afraid. I was so afraid because I knew I knew the three of you from this Facebook group that we were in. And to me, you guys were like celebrities. Like, what? Yes. Like Becky, oh my gosh, she's such a powerhouse. And Ashley is like this incredibly wise branding and expert and all of these things. And you were like, oh my gosh, shop compliment. You you have a million followers. Not really a million, but like in my mind, it was like a million And I was, I was so, I was like, who am I? Who am I to even get on Zoom? And I remember putting my makeup on and getting, trying to look so professional. And I was so nervous to get on our first mastermind call, but I did it. And I forced myself to, even though I really didn't want to. And I never knew that you felt that way. Oh, I was so that way about you guys too. Oh my gosh. No, I was nothing. And And I was five months pregnant and was just like swollen and very uncomfortable. And I was like, Hi, I'm Melissa and I don't know what's going on <laughs> with my life or my business right now, but uh, I need some friends. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing how that little group, I, I'm not, I, it is no exaggeration to say that that group has changed my life and that knowing you has changed my life. And I would never have had the perspective or the bravery to keep taking the steps that we, Dan and I have taken and that I've taken with clients. I never would have had that without you, Melissa, and without Becky and Ashley and our friend Kim, who is now kind of in our circle as well. And like, I never, without that kind of support and perspective, I never would have, never would have gotten there. And I'm sure that's going to be an entirely separate episode. Well, they're all going to be on the podcast. They're all going to be on the podcast. At some point, we'll have all of our, of our best our business besties on here. Yes, yes. Um, and I agree with you like that, the trusting that doors will open for you along the way, exactly when they're supposed to open that mastermind. And I know all four of us, um, Ashley and Becky and you and I, we, 
we felt that there was something very divinely ordained about the way that we ended up together. And it was like, literally somebody like you guys, this is how it started. Like somebody posted, and I don't even know who was it Becky. I think Becky posted in this Facebook group. I'm looking for a peer led mastermind. And I had never been in a peer led mastermind, but I thought, Oh, that sounds kind of cool. Like I, I would like to meet new people. Um, and and like, just kind of see what other people are doing. And so I know we, we commented on that post and then I think there were other people actually who had commented as well, but like the times that they were able to meet did not coincide. So it ended up the four of us. That's right. That's right. There was a bunch of other people that was supposed to, that they were supposed to be in it with us. You're right. right. And, and then they couldn't meet and it was like, okay, well, are we cool with just the four of us? And we're like, okay. And so we spent the first (laughs) couple of weeks, like just sharing our stories and getting to know each other. And then we kept meeting for like two and a half years, every single week, Mm -hmm. just being like, this is what's going on. What do you guys got? And just the love and I know not all situations are going to be that magical and it just, it, it just was, and it, and it was really special. And it's a sisterhood that even though we don't meet each week, it's like, we are all very much rooting for each other and want to see each other win. And that's a really beautiful thing. So that's maybe that's like a piece of advice um, from this episode that we can impart upon y'all is to find some people. Yeah. Find some people who get it and who are, you know, quote in the arena with you, like trying to build something from, from nothing. Um, because oftentimes what I've found, and I don't know if this is true for you too. And I think it is that, even the most loving, well-meaning people in our worlds often don't understand if they're not also building a business, what that is like and the amount of resilience absolutely is yeah. required. Yep. And so to have a community is just a really, really important piece of growing a business. I think like, I, I don't know what I would do without you guys. You're like, same. Yeah. And I really, I want to bring it back to one thing that's really important for us in this podcast that we, every episode, we always want to bring it back to some super specific, tangible takeaways that you can, you know, when you're listening to our stories and, and all of the things, what we want is not just for this show to be, Hey, that was cool. That was fun. You know, that was great. We want this to help you move the needle forward in what you want in your business and what you want in your life. And so from my story and what Melissa and I have been talking about, there's three things that I really want you to hone in on and reflect on after you listen to this episode. And number one is what Melissa just said, who's in your corner? Who do you have that you can surround yourself with that you can get perspective? Because so many times we're so close to a situation we can't see what's possible. You literally can't. You're too close to the situation. You can't see it. So who do you know? Who can you connect with that you can start gaining that support? That's, I think, number one. And, and number one, because we just talked about it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> not, not necessarily sequential in the story. But number two, I think you really need to get very, very clear 
on what your priorities are. What do you value? What are the things that matter the most? Because whether it was in how we applied for jobs or how we would interact with different situations, you know, Dan and I have always had a very, very core foundation about what is our, what are our priorities and what matters more than anything else. For us, it was number one, faith. Uh, we're going to talk about faith in this podcast, guys. We know not everybody is, um, you know, aligned with the same faith that we are, but it's a big part of, of my life and Melissa's life. So, um, faith is number one for us. Uh, number two, which again is a little bit controversial, but number two has been our marriage. Number two is in our kids, in our marriage. When, when we are best friends, when that is our firm foundation, that means our kids we have a better relationship with them. They have a better relationship with us. We have a better relationship with the world when we know yeah. that we're solid. I mean, number three, kids, and that shapes everything we do. Everything. Yeah, Whether what you say yes to and what you say no to, exactly. right? Like, because if it's going to encroach upon being able to fully show up for those mm-hmm. other three things, then it has to be a no. Right, right. And it's also for us, so we've had those kind of core values, but we've also had almost a core vision of what we want our life to look like and what does, does this next step align with what we know we want for our lives and that we know is aligned with our values and that's aligned with our vision. So getting really, really clear on what that means for you will help guide every step you take. Mm, And I think the third one is be brave and raise your hand. Raise your hand and solve those dang problems because there's a lot of them and there's a lot of them that you can solve. Love this because, um, how, like, how did you know to raise your hand when the woman in line at Walmart was like, I'm just so stressed with these digital files. You already had recognized Angela, what your, like where you had some skills and we'll talk about this maybe a little bit more too in our next episode. I would love for you as a listener, um, to write down like five things that you're, that you do in your business or that you do in your nine to five, if, if that's where you're working, like, or five things that you do in your personal life, even that you just don't hate doing that. You're like kind of good at you, like don't hate it. You like kind of enjoy it, whether or not it's how you get paid. So like Angela said, oh, I, d- I can organize digital files. That was like just a very small, tiny little thing that she did at the preschool. And it turned into eventually an entire agency, an operations agency. Like that's amazing. But she recognized she had that skill. So how do you know when to raise your hand? You need to be able to identify your skills, I think. So let's recap that. Number one, find your people. Who's in your corner? Number two, write down what your priorities are in your life. Like what, what do you value the most? Your value and your vision. What's your value and your vision? vision. Okay. I love that. And then number three, raise your hand. Are you able to raise your hand? Like in what situations, something that is in line with your identified skills. So identify five skills that you have that you could raise your hand around. Yeah. And really get creative around those because 
one of the things that I, you know, thinking back on life and all the different things, you know, you think about your high school jobs, you know, when you were working the summers when you're in high school and I had a super glamorous job working at a fried clam restaurant. Um, <laughs> so New England of you. <laughs> very New England of me. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to write down, I know how to make fried clams. Like that's not, that's not what I am necessarily, who knows though, maybe someone, maybe somebody in line at target is going to be like, I'm so stressed out about point these fried clams and I can help them. And, you can um, raise and I will raise my hand, <laughs> but really get creative because on that job, I learned customer service. I yeah. learned how to interact with people who were sometimes rude and sometimes nice and sometimes demanding and all across the spectrum of people. I learned how to talk to people in a professional way, even though I'm flipping fried clams and, you know, getting people French fries, I'm still doing it in a way that I was proud of, of what I did and that I was able to be kind and show empathy and show up in that way. And so don't think that you need to, to, make this list of hard skills of like, I can do spreadsheets. I can do this. I can do that. That's absolutely part of it, but open your mind a little bit to what are those kind of soft skills? What are, what are the, how are you yeah. developing empathy? How can you, are you really good at talking to people? Are you really good at listening? Those types of things are so important and they are so needed. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. So that's my story in a nutshell. That's been my journey. Uh, in our next episode, we're going to be talking to Melissa and hear about her story. And, and of course, our stories intersect a little bit, but bring your tissues for this one, guys. It's going to be so wow. powerful. I can't <laughs> wait for it. I love the face off this woman. I can't wait for you to hear her story. And I'm hoping I learn new things too, because you learn new things about me. I did. And I learned some new things about you. So it's going to be great. So tune in for that episode. Thank you so much. The Sell Me Something Good podcast is hosted by Angela Greaser and Melissa Camilleri. Our theme song is It Makes Me Feel Good by Sonnet Simmons. Come connect with us on Instagram at Sell Me Something Good. It makes me feel like I'm to be so. There's no other way. It makes me feel good. <laughs>